Good evening, everybody. This is the first episode of the Daily Recaps. These are posted every single night after basketball concludes. I am the host, Makana Johnson, and what I will do is I will give you a little bit of information from all the games. So if you're listening, most likely the next day, you won't miss out on anything from yesterday's games. Now, today was the first kind of full day of basketball, and to start off, we had the Magic playing the Nets. Now, the final score was a 128-118 to victory for the Orlando Magic, but this was an atrocious game to watch. It was not close whatsoever. Orlando got up by nearly 40 points in the game, and it was really one of those games where at the very end, everybody stops caring. The Nets started to make a bit of a comeback. They brought it down to 10, and... The game ended. There was never really a chance for the Nets to win in the second half. They just got outmatched. And that comes when you're missing six players on your team. And that includes Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So it's going to be tough for the Nets in this upcoming seven games and playoffs most likely. Because when you're playing the Magic and get outclassed like that, it's going to be scary if they get the eighth seed and they have to play the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. It won't be pretty. But in that game, Nikola Vucevic, he did have 22 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists. But the other player on the team that played absolutely lights out has to be Evan Fournier. Fournier seemed like he couldn't miss. He went 10 for 15 from the field, 3 for 6 from 3-pointers, had 24 points, 5 assists. He just had a great game. And then off the bench, Jonathan Isaac did his thing, played great defense, had 16 points on 6 of 7 shooting. And man, the Magic just completely outclassed the Brooklyn Nets. The bright spots for the Nets was probably TLC, Timothy Luwawu Cabarro out of France. He shot 75% from the field, had 24 points off the bench, hit five threes. But looking at the starters, Karis Levert went 0 for 4 from 3, had 17 points. Chioza went 1 for 6 from the field, 0 for 5 for 2 points. Jared Allen, he played well, but it was one of those Jared Allen games where, yes, he put up 14 points on 7 of 9 shooting, but all 7 of his makes were easy dunks, so that's nothing to look at and be like, oh wow, he absolutely balled out. In the beginning of the game, he did play very well. I believe he had 10 points in the first quarter, which is commendable, but overall, I'm sorry Nets fans that you're going to have to watch these games because it was not pretty whatsoever. After that, we got into the Grizzlies playing the Portland Trailblazers. This is the game that means a lot to both teams, Portland trying to chase Memphis. And we had the first overtime game of the day, Portland outclassing the Memphis Grizzlies, Memphis Grizzlies, I'm sorry, 140 to 135. And in this game, it was Jaron Jackson Jr. was the storyline if you watched the game. He went 10 for 22 from the field for 33 points. And in those 10 for 22, he made six three-pointers. He had just an absolutely incredible game. Unfortunately, they were unable to get the victory. And that's because CJ McCollum played very well, scoring 33 points, 14 of 21 from the field. And in a crunch time and into the extra time, the overtime, it was Dame time. He scored 29 points, had 9 assists, 5 rebounds, had some incredibly acrobatic layup and ones down the stretch. Just looked great from Portland. 
and Memphis. They really both played well. It was a great game to watch. If you were unable to watch it, I strongly recommend watching the highlights at least of the fourth quarter and overtime because there were plenty of big plays that you would want to see. And off the bench, Brandon Clark played very well, going 7 of 8 from the field for 21 points. And Skinny Mello did well with 7 of 10 from the field with 21 points and played pretty solid defense. Him moving over to the small forward position because Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic are back really helped the Blazers because Hassan Whiteside was able to come off the bench and help out Gary Trent Jr. who played the best defense maybe of the day for anybody. He just absolutely locked up whoever he was guarding. So props to Gary Trent who scored 17 points and hit four threes. And the Blazers only went with an eight-man rotation, but it ended up working out. They got the victory, the much-needed victory, especially with the Pelicans' loss. And that really helps them in the standings. It gives them a boost going into what they hope to be the play-in tournament against the Memphis Grizzlies. But then going into the next game of the day, it was the Suns playing the Wizards. Now, this game was not watched by as many people because it was during the Bucks celtics game. And the Bucks celtics game is really good, but I'll talk about the Suns-Wizards game. Now, this game, it may say that the Suns won 125-112, to 112, but it seemed like the Suns were pretty handily winning. Um, they got off to a lead in the second quarter and really just never let off the gas. It really stayed about a 10-15 to 15 point game for the rest of the game. Rui Hachimura had a good game, going 8-for-15 for 21 points. But Devin Booker had 27 points, knocked down some big three-pointers. And DeAndre Ayton was able to get 24 points and 12 boards on 11-of-14 shooting. So a very efficient night where he knocked down two three-pointers. That's always good to see. He's missed a lot of time this season. And overall, the game was not as enjoyable as the Celtics-Bucks game. But obviously, if you're a Phoenix fan, it was definitely enjoyable to watch. And even for Washington, they may not have Bradley Beal, but you're still able to watch a somewhat competitive game, very different from the Orlando Magic versus the Brooklyn Nets game. So that was good for them. But overall, it wasn't amazing. They did have Jerome Robinson play well off the bench. The Wizards did. He scored 20 points, knocked down four three-pointers, seven of nine shooting. But really, it was it was pretty much Phoenix the whole way right at pretty much at the start of the second quarter. They just kind of took a lead, held it, kept the Wizards at arm's length, won the game. And then getting into the probably quote-unquote biggest game of the day, one of the biggest games, I should say. The biggest game is probably the Blazers versus the Grizzlies. But the Celtics versus the Bucks was the first game on the ESPN doubleheader. And Giannis Antetokounmpo... Did not miss a beat. Giannis came out, did the Giannis thing. He scored 36 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. Sounds like MVP numbers to me, even though the bubble games don't actually count in the MVP race. Still played very well. And Chris Middleton struggled. Shot about 30% from the field. 6 of 20, 2 for 9 from 3, 18 points. Not great, but... The Milwaukee Bucks played like the Milwaukee Bucks. They knocked down threes. They got they played great defense. And that's what held Jason Tatum to two for 18 shooting. Not good numbers out of Jason Tatum. 
Kemba Walker was limited in this game. Before the game, Brad Stevens said he was limited to about 15 to 20 minutes. And Kemba was really the guy that had stepped up against Milwaukee in their previous games. He dropped 40 points in their last meeting. In this one, he went 5 for 9 for 16 points. So a good outing for him, but once again, he was limited by the minutes. And Jason Tatum struggling just really hurt the Boston Celtics. I mean, that just comes down to Milwaukee being one of the best defensive teams in the league, if not the best. And from three-point range, Boston starters could not get it going. They had Jason Tatum hit zero, Gordon Hayward hit zero, Tice hit two, Walker hit three, Jalen Brown hit three. So it just was not good for the Boston Celtics. And they were able to keep it close props to them. They were able to keep it a close game. They stuck with it. And that's mostly because Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward seemed to be kind of willing their team to stay in the game. But in the end, it just came down to Giannis being unstoppable. And I believe it was Jalen Brown that put an Instagram post out there that was kind of against Giannis getting a lot of foul calls. Go check that out on his Instagram. But in the end, Bucks got the victory against a pretty probable matchup that they could see in the playoffs. So it's good for them to get their feeling against each other, see how they can defend each other. And hopefully Jason Tatum's able to step up in these next couple of games because the seating in the East is going to be very important. But then getting into the next game of the night, it was the Sacramento Kings playing the San Antonio Spurs. And this was a game where De'Aaron Fox absolutely showed out. He dropped 39 points, had six assists, three rebounds, one steal, one block. Great game from him. But Kings were unable to beat Greg Popovich and the Spurs. I think missing Marvin Bagley is a big reason why. I mean, it's just tough when you miss one of your better players. And Buddy Heald went two for 13 off the bench, only had six points. And nobody off the bench for the Kings dropped over 10 points. Their starters played well. Bogdanovich shot over 50%. Heald, I'm sorry, De'Aaron Fox shot over 50% and he dropped those 39 points. Bielitsa shot over 50%. Harrison Barnes shot 80%. And Rashawn Holmes shot 60%. So their starters played incredible. Their bench just really held them back in the game. So that's why they ended up getting the loss. Then on the Spurs side, DeMar DeRozan had a decent game. He shot 10 of 13, had 10 assists, 27 points, and 5 rebounds. And he's really giving a taking his foot off the gas because he knows these young guys in San Antonio are going to be the future. They don't have a true chance at winning the title or anything, so DeMar feels more comfortable letting guys like Lonnie Walker and Derek White play their butts off because Derek White had 26 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Just a great game from him. And off the bench, the Spurs were able to have somebody play well, and that was Rudy Gay, who hit three three-pointers, had 19 points and 8 rebounds. And overall, it was a very solid game, pretty close the entire way. San Antonio pulled it out. And I think that really just comes down to coaching. When you have to miss this much time and get back into it, I don't know if there's a coach I'd want more than Greg Popovich in the history of basketball. I mean, just a great coach, was able to get them all going. But the best game of the night had to have been the Rockets playing the Mavericks absolutely incredible it seemed at one point that the Mavericks were going to win the game I was I was personally hoping for a big scoring night from James Harden I said that James Harden would score 50 he didn't 
He scored 49 points on 14 of 20 shooting, 70% for Harden. That's incredible. And then Kristaps Porzingis had 39 points on 50% shooting. This game had no defense the entire way. There was no defense. I'm going to read off the scores from just the quarters. 42 to 42, 33 to 43, 33 to 34, 31 to 20, and 14 to 10 in overtime. So it was just it was just absolutely no defense. And something that is to take note of, the Mavs were really able to take advantage of the small ball lineup of the Rockets, but I don't see that as very replicable because the guys that took advantage were Kristaps Porzingis and Bog- Boban Marjanovic. And Boban is somebody who is seven foot three. Kristaps Porzingis also seven foot three. So if you look at those guys, the only team with a player taller than those guys is the Celtics with Taco Fall, who really doesn't get any minutes. So those guys, I don't see that as a big like, oh, small ball barely worked. They barely got the victory. It's something where the Mavericks have the exact personnel that you would need to beat small ball. It's not like they're coming out with like 6'11 guys. They're coming out with guys that are seven foot three. Boban had a rebound in the game where he literally didn't jump, caught it over the defense or over Houston's player who was boxing him out and he just put it back in. So Boban played very well, didn't get a ton of minutes, but he was able to be very effective in his five minutes off the bench. But off the bench, if you want to talk about somebody that kept this game going was Trey Burke. Oh my goodness. This man did not seem like he would ever miss a shot. He went eight for 10 from three point range, had 31 points off the bench from Dallas. And he, he was the guy that really sparked for them because Luca, he, he played pretty well. He had a nice triple double 28, 13 and 10, but he did have six fouls. Seth Curry had six fouls. Dorian Finney Smith had six fouls. Ben McElmore had six fouls. Jeff Green had five fouls. This game had so many fouls called. I mean, when you're playing a game with James Harden and Russell Westbrook, there's going to be a lot of calls. But even with those guys playing, it still seemed like there were a lot of calls that they were making. But overall, it was just a fantastic game. If you didn't watch it, please go back and watch the end of the game because James Harden was fouled on what he claimed thought should be a three-point attempt. It was one of those situations with about six seconds left where you catch the ball, throw it in. They did not call it. Then later in the game, James Harden sitting there at the free throw line down by three points, makes the first free throw, second free throw, misses it left, and Robert Covington over Kristaps Porzingis gets the tip in, tying the game with about three seconds left, forcing it into overtime. And once overtime started, it really seemed like Houston had control. I mean, the Dallas Mavericks are not an incredible clutch team. They kind of have struggled down the clutch. Luka is not very efficient down the clutch. And I don't want to knock Luka or anything like that. He's obviously had some great clutch moments. But this game, they weren't able to get it done. And that pretty much concluded it for this game. Now, worst take, we have started doing something on our Instagram and our Twitter where we come out with our team of the day. So today's team of the day was De'Aaron Fox, James Harden, Giannis, Kristaps Porzingis, and DeAndre Ayton. So shout out to all of those guys for balling out today. But we'll see all of you again tomorrow or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. And we will do this every single night slash morning, whenever you're listening to it, for the day's games 
to recap them. But don't worry, everybody. We will still have our main show and everything like that Tuesdays and Fridays. But this is just a nice little recap. When you're eating your breakfast, reading the newspaper, something like that, you can get a quick little information bit, figure out what you missed out on, then get on with your day. So that's it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed. We'll see all of you again tomorrow.